All right, guys, welcome back. Friday edition sports cards nonsense. I can oh, yeah, oh I can God. already tell. We're gonna start with this. Here's the deal. We'll get to the big picture and all the important crap. But oh no, Jesse, yep. you want to tell them why you're gonna be lackluster today? It's ex and it's an excused lacklusterness. My new, pleasure, my treasure. Um, I uh, I got the COVID shot. Big Johnson and Johnson yesterday. One shot. Here's the thing that nobody says. Actually, every single person I've heard says, I'm so tired. Do you not feel like a skeleton inside your own body just walking around in like a big meat suit? That's what I feel like. That's descriptive. I thought you were just going to go tired. Yeah, I, I called word pictures. We talked briefly before the show. I literally told Jesse I thought I had just woken him up with the phone call. So we're I'm excited. Jesse's great. obviously pumped to be here. That's so that happy. Um, yeah, no grade for you today, then. I don't want to tick off your mafia clowns and get them to email no. the show. It's going to be the best show ever. I've got a lot of really good stuff planned. This is In too fact, much. I've got too news much already. Too much fluff and nonsense. Oh, and one thing we forgot because I'm a dummy. Mark Feinstein, MLB Network report, executive reporter, as a matter of fact, going to join us to talk some baseball at the end of the show. Looking forward to that. So let's jump into some stuff and then we'll uh, we'll cut off when he gets here. NBA trade news. NBA trade news. All right, let's, let's get to the big picture. All right, so big picture today. NBA trade deadline is today. We're recording this Thursday. It comes in, I think it's 3 o'clock Eastern time, I believe. Uh, here's right. the deal. We're not going to spend a ton of time projecting things because by the time this episode comes out, it will already have been news. Everything will be done. Uh, there's a couple things that are in the works. Here's what I'll say tomorrow. So basically, I think we're going to focus on this. Some names, some of the bigger names are going to get traded. Um, so... Nikolai Vucevic just got oh, traded yeah. to the Bulls. You've right. got his eBay comps up there already. Oh, um, yeah. He's doing well. He's having he a great doing... season in Orlando. Here's what I would say about Vucevic. Vukovic, Vucevic, I don't know. I gotta stop chugging Monster before this show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drink more. You should have chugged a Monster before the show. So, <laughs> with Nikola, uh, his prison price is at what right now? For his rookie prison PSA 10, just to give people an idea. PSA 10, it last sold that it was not a best offer was like 425, but some a couple they're higher going even. a little over 500. Um, best offers are probably somewhere over that. What were they a month ago? A month ago, they were going for like 240 at one point, like so 280. He's, up like, he's almost doubled up. Yeah. So here's oh, what yeah. I would say about, about Nikola. Go, I mean, it's cool that he got traded. The Bulls are obviously going to be in the play in round. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm not spending any money on him. I know sometimes people have this thing to overreact. Hey, as soon as the trade happens, okay, there's hype. Let's buy in. I would not spend any money. His prices are already through the roof for what he's doing and what he's done. I'm not spending any money on him. Uh, the other guy who's getting rumored to be traded again by the time you're listening, I think he'll be gone. Kyle Lowry, awesome point guard. Dude's a, I mean, super, you know, great player. Awesome. He's going to help somebody, you know, I think he's going to go to a contender. They're talking maybe Lakers. Whatever, it doesn't even matter because he's going to be gone by the time you hear this. I don't care where he gets traded, including L.A., not spending any money on Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has never had much of a hobby impact. Even getting traded, some guys will make the mistake, oh, he's going to LeBron's team. He's going to play with the Lakers. He's going to be on a championship run. His stuff's going to jump. Didn't move a whole lot when he was the second best guy on his team in Toronto in the championship run. It's not going to move when he goes to L.A. If he goes or wherever he goes. So I would avoid this whole thing of, hey, just because somebody is in the news for trade, it means we got to buy in. The only exception to that is the next guy. Well, two exceptions, kind of. Victor Oladipo is interesting. You know, Houston making it pretty clear they want to move him today. Again, maybe they do, maybe they don't. You'll know when you hear this. 
If he gets traded to a big-time contender, if you wake up in the morning and he is on even the Knicks, not that they're a championship contender, but they're going to be, you know, I think they could potentially win a playoff series. Oladipo is a guy I might look at. Um, I've got some numbers I pulled up on Oladipo. Of course, he's a 20... I didn't pull up his number. I think he's 2014. Whatever his prism rookie is, I feel like it's 2014. PSA 10s are doing like 250. This was actually a straight cash homie about a month ago. They have not moved in price. I think if he gets traded to a legit contender, uh, I think you'll see that stuff move um, from 250 to 300, 350. So there's some money to be made there, potentially. The other guy, you know, again, big name, so to speak, and maybe somebody comes out of nowhere and, and there's a huge trade that we don't hear about. Aaron Gordon, you know, just kind of wasting away in, in Orlando. I heard Chris Vernon and Kevin talking about this. He, I just feel like they've never used him right, and that's what Whoa, they were saying. I've got some news about Aaron oh, Gordon. Here we go. What do you got? ESPN, I just got an alert. Uh, Orlando and Denver are finalizing particulars of a deal to send Aaron Gordon to Nuggets. Yeah, so that's the interesting one, right? If he gets traded to the Nuggets, again, I hate doing this the day before, and Vernon told me not to do this, so we're not going to do a whole <laughs> lot of it. Gordon's another guy. His rookie select stuff is going for like 20 bucks. Autos, patch autos for 30 to 40 bucks. I might take a flyer on some Aaron Gordon stuff because he's super cheap. Um, the rest of it, though, we'll talk about next week on Tuesday's show. I don't want to do this whole pretend thing, what might happen. You're going to know when you know, before you listen here. So my only advice would be tomorrow morning when you wake up and hear the show, hey, this guy got traded, go out and buy it. I'd be selective. Aside from Oladipo and, and Aaron Gordon, I'm not touching the other guys. I don't think they're going to have any hobby impact. Yeah, and again, I'll just be curious to see what happens in the morning. Um, okay. Let's talk some Lamelo. Obviously, the injury pretty much confirmed now out for the year. So we had Indy uh, do some research on Edwards and Wiseman prices. Just the other two guys who were kind of the top of that class. What sales-wise, so Lamelo has still not moved from last week when we did his, was it the episode before this? I think uh, it was our last episode. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so three or four um, days ago, his prices have not moved down much. He's still selling about what he was. There's been maybe a 10% drop-off in his hoops. And yeah. Don Russ, rookie, I don't think LaMelo stuff is going to tank ever. I think it'll drop off-season, which will be a good chance to buy. Uh, well, the reason we had him do some research with Edwards and Wiseman is because I think people want to spend in the space. What do you got for those guys? So, and just to clarify, these are all going to be for raw, non-graded. I think it was just too soon. A yeah, lot of guys, PSA. there's not enough. Right, yeah. almost nothing coming back in time. Okay, so um, what do you got for uh, Edwards, Wiseman, LaMelo USC, stuff? USC, NBA hoops first. Um, so that LaMelo rookie is doing 20-ish. Uh, yes, LaMelo is somewhere, I think, tops out at 20, but most recently sold at 20. By the way, why have we never talked about what LaMelo looks like on that card? Like the basketball, just like in the hand. Like, that's the pose that He's I He's just doing like. his thing. That's just, I can't. Uh, can we get that on a shirt? Part. You doing the pose. Yeah. Does it, uh, I'm a little teapot. Um, I just got a COVID right. shot. I don't have a lot of energy today. I'm sorry. Anthony Edwards, there. NBA hoops. Uh, raw sales are going for, uh, give or take, about 10 to 12 bucks. Okay, um, so half. Yeah, he's okay. half. Uh, James Wiseman is going for a little less. He's somewhere around like uh, 7 to 10 bucks. And he's missed some stuff. So here's what I would say about those two. By the way, do you have any other brands on there? I don't know yeah, what you did. Yeah, I've got Revolution Base, Revolution Auto, and Donruss. Shoot me the Revolution Auto. Again, all based on raw comps. So Revolution Auto, here's some bigger numbers. The Edwards is going for about 510 to 590. Okay. Um, the Wiseman is going a good bit less, somewhere around Three? 300, 335. Okay. And what do you got? For, does he have LaMelo on there? Uh yeah, and Lamelo is going be seven for or eight, right? 
Oh man, God, you're good at this. Um, seven sixty to a thousand. Okay. So here's what I would say. Let's just vote. And Tyrese Halliburton, uh, quickly up in New York. There's some other good stars. We need to do kind of an end of the year recap on this rookie class, which we will, one of these shows. But I just, here was my point. So Prism first off the line basketball came out. I think it was two days ago. They did the Dutch auction on Panini's website, which means they put it up. It started at 4,500, I think. As, as people cease buying, the price just keeps lowering until it sells out. So I think it actually ended up hitting the floor at 2000, which is misleading. Panini came out the day after and did say there was some, maybe even that day, there were some issues with the website. Um, not everybody was able to process orders. So the 2000 number is not, is not a true number, um, but it did sell way less. Even on eBay today, 25, 2600 range is what those boxes are going for. You know, here's what's weird about that. Most guys in the breaking side of things, myself included, I didn't think these were getting below three grand, even after the LaMelo news. So it's weird to me that LaMelo had, it has had more of an effect on the hobby than I thought. But I'll say this, I think LaMelo's prices will still be strong, but we're going to see guys start pouring money into other rookies now because basketball is such a hot space, right? So Anthony Edwards has gone off recently. The tough thing is the Minnesota team is terrible. Uh, but Edwards has been playing really well lately. So Edwards' stats alone are going to kind of carry his price. I think he'll close the gap. You know, we said some of his stuff is selling for half a LaMelo. I see that closing. Um, Wiseman, although he's missed some time lately, I think he's, I want to say he missed time with, uh, um, what do you call it, health protocol, I believe. You know, Wiseman, though, in Golden State, I think are, again, going to be pretty active playoff-wise. So I, I kind of think those two guys will see a steady increase because of performance, but also because there's going to be some less spend with LaMelo. I don't think the LaMelo guys who are not buying LaMelo are just leaving the basketball space. I really think you're going to see Edwards, Wiseman, Halliburton. Those are the big three for me that I think we'll see prices move up with. Okay. Um, I was do, curious to do see. Do you concur? I, I was curious to know what your thoughts were because I almost was wondering if instead of you see their values go up to LaMelo, you see their values go down as LaMelo is injured, like kind of falling in the same kind of, you know, 10%, 20% of whatever LaMelo falls as well. No, I think LaMelo, I think the gap closes because LaMelo will continue to fall off a little bit, but these guys will increase. I just think there's so many guys looking to spend. Um, And then Prism comes out next week, Prism Hobby. I don't think you're going to see a let up with that stuff. I I think Prism Hobby is going to come out strong. You know, first off the line, the fact that it's selling higher on eBay than it's sold at the Dutch auction, that's a good sign. There's still plenty of plenty of money to be made there. So okay. um, I'm excited for the next segment. I have this on the show note on my side, Jesse segment. This was before I had the show. Yeah, before your energy was this, garbage. So yeah, it, you're doing great, by I'm the way. just going to try and like yell my words. That way it sounds like I have energy. This is about eBay. Hey, Ron Burgundy, right. take a breath. <laughs> so, just give the report. Big news. Big, big news for guys in the hobby. Um, you wanted to lead with this story. That's how I did. I, I mean, for a sports cards podcast, I think yep. the guys are going to care. Um, we all know that eBay has been the main go-to when you go for comps, when you're going for selling. And there's been a number of guys who, I mean, they've approached us. There have been other guys that we've seen in the news that are trying to reach into the space because eBay has not really done all they could do to help those guys trading cards on their platform. Well, as of April 2021, and you may have seen this, this just came out yesterday, Wednesday at like 8 p.m., eBay announced that they are adding new features specifically for trading card sellers. Um, This is something I think is huge because 
it's going to essentially the biggest feature. And I think the thing that's the coolest is they will have in their app the ability to bust out a camera, scan your card with it, and then it pulls up all the cards that are the same or very similar. It lets you choose which one is your exact card and then list it right away. They're saying it's going to cut listing selling cards in half. I mean, I think Let me this ask is huge. You. What are your thoughts? You use eBay all the time. What so are your before thoughts? you get... I, so I didn't research that side of things, the tech side and all that stuff. Let me ask you this. So you're saying like a guy at a card show, can he scan the car, just scan his camera over a card and it will tell you what it's selling for, what it is? Is it comps or is it just what identification of the card? What's so, the application right, here? So they are posting this as a what card identification of the card. But I have to imagine they're going to work that in too because that's a simple coding to, to just show, okay, this is what other cards, this is the exact same card on our platform. This is what it's going for. I, I could not imagine a world where that doesn't also happen because they've already gotten over the hardest hurdle, which is identification. Developing the, yeah, developing the technology to identify. Now, here's some things to keep in mind. Though they say this is coming out in late April, they are doing this kind of in stages of what kinds of cards they're going to do this for. Right. Like Pokemon. Yeah, for whatever Magic. reason, Magic the Gathering is the first one. I mean, I know it's very popular selling okay. on the platform. So that's April? April's that uh, Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh cards are May, and then they're saying sports trading cards specifically will be coming later in the year. I don't know when, but... I'll be curious. So Nationals are the end of July. I'll be interested to see if... You know, I, I, I here's one thing I will say. Whether you like or hate eBay, one thing that's cool is that a huge platform like and and let me just preface this. I don't care what you like and dislike. eBay is still the authority on cards. Yeah. You know, we have guys, tech guys reach out to us, West Coast guys, which is cool. And there's new stuff in the works. Our buddy Jay, I'll just leave it at that. You know, him and his his guys are working on some awesome stuff as well. The alt people we've reached out or have reached out to us. I talked with with them. Uh, and actually, he was just on Leo was just on with uh, Lefko. I've been trying to get Adam Lefko on the show. I don't think it's going to happen. We need to build this <laughs> brand up first. But anyways, you know, so they're kind of working on something like that. Of course, you got like Card Ladders, another company that does this um, to a degree, but not with the camera side of things. That's the difference. Those are just used to track collections and values. Um, you know, even Dibs has some stuff in the works. I had not heard anything about this, though, which is interesting. Yeah, because we've been pretty plugged into we've heard about a lot of this other stuff before we've seen it anywhere else. This is the first one that's really like just come out and been breaking news to me. So it does make me wonder if eBay, if this was an original eBay, eBay idea or they were approached with someone with a similar idea and decided, why do we need you? We can try and do something on our own type of thing. So, yeah. could it, be huge, it, though. It's just weird because it's been so quiet. No, they haven't said anything about it, and now they're releasing this huge announcement. Because that's not all. They're also they uh, basically they. It's like they decided to finally listen to all the sellers because mm-hmm. you know we've seen we've talked about how huge the sports cards industry is, specifically on eBay, like the number of sales and the growth in it. So that being said, they have finally listened, and they're starting to make some changes for the community as far as how Good. they're going to fix some things. Um, they're saying they're improving returns. This says uh, Biggest problem, card. by the way. Yeah. Biggest problem on eBay. You sell a card. You, you used to have up to six months with PayPal now, although they don't use PayPal there. But their return policies, yep. if you're a seller and somebody wants to return it, just hand over your wallet and the card. You're done. No repercussion yeah. for the buyer. Well, not anymore. Trading card sellers are no longer required to offer returns in order to qualify for top-rated plus 
which gives sellers a 10% discount, badging, additional eBay protections, things Good. like that. Um, also low cost shipping. So basically if you've got raw trading cards, they're priced for less than $20. They are going to, you're going to be able to use the standard envelope for right. less than a dollar. Yep. Um, and tracking's included. And then there's also something about, uh, eBay's reviewing buyer protection policy, trading, yada, yada. But obviously eBay is now starting to take notice of this community, how much business they're getting because of this community and how much they could, I mean, essentially lose if someone else comes out and develops something very similar to this. So. Yeah, yeah, because we've heard like gold, Ken talked about it, launching a platform, that's fine. I think the alt guys were talking about launching an, e an auction platform. Again, maybe somebody does launch it until they do and it's accepted by the community. eBay is just so, but if you're saying it's going to be more convenient to do this, and I'd be curious, are they going to expand the application to, hey, you know, here's the card, it identifies the card, it identifies the value to kind of mm -hmm. give you a selling price point. That could be just huge. That'd be awesome, even just at a card show. Never mind yeah. if you're going to sell it or not. You see a card on somebody's table, though. I want to identify it quick. What are the rough idea of comps? Yeah. That's a huge service. I mean, I mean could get I'm going to tell you, that is one of the key reasons why I never got into this years ago was because you you just seem to know all the comps of, on everything. And that, granted, that was because you were in the hobby. You were looking up, doing research. And I was so intimidated by it. I was just like, sure. if I go to a show, I'm not going to know what anything's worth. I, I mean, I'm going to spend 10 minutes per car just trying to Google which one it is, how much it's worth. How much easier would it be for yeah. someone new who wants to get in, walks over to a table, scans it. They're done in two seconds. Um, let's move on because Mark is coming up. I do want to get to him. A couple quick notes on new releases. Uh, that's good information, by the way, Jay. I'm glad you did that. Maybe we can yep. follow up on that too and see developments. Um, new releases coming out Friday. So by the time you hear this, 2021 Heritage Baseball retailing about 145. You can get it way cheaper if you know card a card shop or a breaker. This is a product most guys don't break because of the amount of base and stuff included. I'm going to talk about this later, actually, in Straight Crash Homie. There's a tease. Hello. 2020 encased football coming out tomorrow as well. I'll say this. If you can get in for cheap on breaks by the box, I would do it. At $800, $700 a box, I am not buying personal. So that stuff, you will get murdered. But if you can get into cheap breaks, depending on the format, the style, I know Eddie over Geo Breaks will have some. I would get in for cheap. I may even rip some tomorrow. I think I have a case coming in. Ooh. I would not buy into anything full case with that. I just don't think it's a great, I, I just think it's too expensive. So um, nice. let's jump uh, into your segment. Right back to you. All right. Wait, are we are going you? straight into it? You want to do this? I, think I don't think right I'm ready. It. It's okay. I don't, I don't know already. Oh, God. Straight cash, oh. homie. Oh, my God. Okay. What, I did what it. Are you, what, kind, what did they give you for a shot? I, I need to oh. go to sleep now. Right, Mark's going to be calling in a second. Let me run through these real fast. Okay. 2018 Tops Update Chrome Edition. PSA 10, $150. Robert Acuna. Ooh. That's an indie find, by the way. Way lower pop than some of his other stuff, selling for way lower than his other just regular Chrome. It's Topps Chrome Update. Closed last night, as a matter of fact, for 150 bucks, 157, 148. I think it's a great buy leading up to the season. 2014, we talked about Aaron Gordon being one of the few guys, I think, by the time you hear this, will have been traded to a contender. Uh, if his stuff's still available in the morning, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be doing. 180 to 200 bucks, 2014 Prism PSA 10. I just think if we see that guy on a competitive playoff team, his stuff's going to go crazy. Denver would be awesome. You know, who knows where he goes. Hope it's not to the Celtics because I don't want to see him trade Marcus Smart. Um, and then 2021 Heritage, we actually just talked about Heritage boxes. 
2021 Topps Heritage releases tomorrow. If you're looking for something to rip with your kid, I honestly think you'll find that for 110 to 120 bucks. I will have some of the stuff for sale tomorrow in the Facebook group. You get one auto or relic per box. It's like 200 cards a box too. It's 24 packs. It's cheap. Ton of rookies. Uh, Christian Pache, Louis Garcia, Cabrian Hayes, Dahlback. There's a ton of SPs, photo variations. It's just one of the cheap. I mean, now a little over 100 bucks. It's just a cheap product that I actually think is pretty cool. And you can hit some cool stuff with it. Uh, and it's loaded with rookies this year. It's actually kind of a fun. Again, that number is considered affordable now. So that'd be my straight. Those are my three. The Acuna 2018 Topps Chrome Update PSA 10 for 150 2014 Aaron Gordon Prism PSA 10s, buck 80 to 200. And then 2021 Heritage Boxes. I'll have them for sale less than 120 tomorrow. So if you need one, just let me know and I'll How hook do you I up. get one? Can I get on there? $300. I swear, um, every time you sell something, I get it for so much. All right, last thing. Expensive. Let's hit this day in history and then we'll go to, uh, I think Mark's going to call in a second. Let's hit it. This I day in have, history. I've got something very important to escalator let update? know. <laughs> There's no escalator elevators. There's nothing that makes fat people move better. Um, unfortunately, we're just not there today. I'm not going to However, comment. Polio vaccine did come out March Jonas, 26, Jonas 1953. Salk, right? I like to keep a theme throughout the show. Jonas Salk? March 26, 1953, Jonas Salk developed the polio vaccine. Immunization updates with Jesse Jesse Gibson. I'm just going to Jesse <laughs> uh, Giuseppe. You wish. I also have one other one that uh, is a sports-related one. The come term on. fans was first used March 26, 1889 to describe baseball followers. You're welcome. Sports. There you go. My last note of the day, this day in history. Again, this is the 25th when we're recording. Uh, 1982, Gretzky scored 200 points for the first time in the history of the NHL. Here are some stupid numbers. He's the only one to do it. He's done it four times. Nine of the top 11 points totals in a season are him. The other two are Super Mario. Gretzky, when you look at his numbers, my buddy Rob will tell you this all day too. Gretzky is the greatest team athlete of all time. It's him or it's him or Brady. Gretzky is so insanely, his stats are just so out of this world. And I bring this up to say this, his rookie cards are way down. Just like Jordan right now, the Gretzky stuff's taking a hit. I got offered 11,000 for my PSA 7, which I should have taken. Those are down. PSA 7 Opeaches are down to like 85 to 9,000, 8,500 to 9,000. Mm. Uh, if Gretzky gets any lower, I think that's one. We've seen him come down 30%. If you're looking for a Gretzky, not a bad time to buy I put that back in the safe. I was trying to move it. I'm not taking less than 10 or 11. So anyways, there you go. We're going to get into Mark Fine Sand segment now. Uh, he's not much of a Yankees fan, thankfully. I did vet this out. So let's talk to him about some MLB prospects what? and see what he has to say. All right. So right on cue, Mark Fine Sand from MLB Network. Uh, appreciate you taking some time, Mark. I will say this. One of our biggest gets, Mark. We're pretty excited you actually responded to the tweet and jumped on with us. How you doing today? I'm good. Got to just clarify. Also with MLB.com. They're my main employers. Don't want to uh, <laughs> anger anybody who might be listening to this. Sure. Thanks I have a lot, been told. Mike. Yeah. We have to cut this a little bit short. Apparently, as a call with the Yankees after this. Not the first or last time New York has gotten in the way of my plans. So that's fine. We'll let it go. Uh, no, oh, we appreciate boy. you taking some time. Let's jump right into it. I know you, don't, you have a tight schedule. Uh, again, appreciate you jumping on. So uh, we talked a little bit before. Just throw some names at us, man. You are the man with the knowledge, MLB, the connection. Who are you excited to see this year? Who do you think takes a jump? Maybe some guys out of nowhere. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, obviously, when you're talking about current baseball players and, and the collecting hobby, there's the holy trinity of Soto, Acuna, and Tatis that everybody just loves and can't get enough of, and rightfully so. 
these guys are going to be the face of baseball for the next 10 years. And as high as you think their cards might be right now, they're only going to keep getting higher. So long-term, those are the three guys for sure. Everybody loves talking about prospects and, uh, you know, you talk about a Jason Dominguez or guys like that. They're not going to be in the big leagues this year, maybe next year. Uh, so I think it's crazy what people are investing in these guys now before they've even taken a minor league at bat, let alone a big league at bat. I think the guys for this year, Jared Kelenic is, uh, is a superstar. Everybody knows that. Uh, but I think he'll finally have a chance to show that in the big leagues this year. Bobby Witt Jr. eventually will be up. I don't know when exactly. Um, a couple guys from last year, young guys that I like, Justin Dunn, uh, you know, was pitcher? in that Robin pitcher for the Mariners, was in that uh, Cano okay. trade, was okay last year in his debut, but, you know, weird walkie season, uh, you know, COVID season, 60 games. Uh, I've liked him a lot for a long time. I think he's he got a chance a Mets to be guy, really good. He? he was a Mets guy. He was one of the guys, Phantom. him and Kellenek were the main guys That's who right. went over to Seattle in the Robinson Cano trade. Uh, I wish you could so, have that you know, one back. Yikes. I'd like to, yeah, right? Good grief. I think you look at the, the young guys who are going to get their first opportunity to really play this year. And those are guys you certainly have to keep your eye on. Yeah. For, so let me hit one guy. Uh, Dominguez, I am curious to get your thoughts on. Obviously, big leagues, nothing this year. What is his, uh, any news on him even coming over to the minors this year? What is his, because he hasn't taken a minor league at bat yet, has he? Yeah. Well, there were no minor league games last year. So that right. obviously knocked that out. He will be in the minors this year. We will finally get to see okay. him play in competitive professional baseball games. I would imagine he'll start out at a ball, maybe down in Tampa, maybe get to high A in Hudson Valley. And if you really blast through it, maybe double A, but the kid's 17 years old. So they say, so, I mean, you know, I think to expect him to get up to double A at 17 would be a stretch that said, once he gets to double A, then it could be a fast path to the big leagues. We've seen guys like Soto and Satis, Mike Trout get to the big leagues at 19 um, so if Dominguez is as real a deal as everybody says, and everybody that I've talked to believes that he will be, uh, you know, you could see him in New York in two, maybe two to three years, which would be incredible. So this year though, you think even if things go according to plan, he comes over and just lives up to the Martian nickname and smashes. He's not getting above double A this year. I, I would be very surprised. I don't think okay. there's a reason, especially with the season, the minor league season starting a month later. So right. it's going to be a little shorter. Um, the Yankees aren't in a rush to get this guy to the big leagues. He hasn't taken a professional at bat yet. And as good as he is, he's a kid. He's 17 years old. So even on a fast track, he's in the big leagues in two years. Uh, there's no reason. Let him get his kinks out in A-ball to get used to playing professional ball in America in A-ball. Uh, and then, you know, next year you can start him in double-A, move him to triple-A, and maybe he's in the big leagues if he just rolls through everybody. But 17-year-olds don't typically play in double-A. Yeah, what's crazy about him, too, so he obviously, for the card guys out there, 2020 Bowman product that came out last April was his first prospect card, first autograph. His base chrome PSA 10s are going for like 280 to 300 bucks. Jeez. That is so ridiculously high. I mean, I know there's a ton of clout around the kid, and, and hopefully he lives up like your, well, actually, hopefully he's terrible. I'm going to say, <laughs> I can't stand New York. But, uh, but even that, I mean, his prices, his first autos are through the roof. So, yeah, I mean, but what's weird is if a guy like that goes to double A, like you're saying, and actually smashes a little bit, I think his numbers jump. He's he's a weird dude. So here's one guy I did want to ask you about. Or Jay, you got something? You look like you're no, ready. I was just, just... going to ask. Well, we got it right into like uh, the sports guys. I, I'm just curious, Mark, what kind of collection do you have? Are you have you been collecting for a while? Because I know you kind of you were already a fan of the show. You were listening to us. That's kind of when we realized like, oh, we have like 
blue check marks from Twitter listening. So <laughs> we, uh, what kind of like uh, hobby collection do you have? So like everybody else, I collected when I was a kid. I have boxes and boxes of useless junk in my basement. Uh, <laughs> during the pandemic, like everybody else, I started going through it to see, hey, what do I have? Found a couple of gems. I found a Ricky Henderson rookie that's currently oh. in the process of getting graded that I'm hoping comes back at eight or nine. Uh, nice. Probably come back at five and I'll be furious with the world, but you never know. <laughs> His um, stuff, though, by the way, up like 20x out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy. crazy. I mean, it's it's completely insane. So, you know, I collected a lot as a kid, kept some things in good shape. Reggie Jackson was my first guy. I had every Topps card, Fleer card, and Don Russ card that was ever made of him when he played. Uh, the rookie also currently on its way to PSA to get graded. Um, but then in the last year or so, after I started sort of going through my stuff, I, uh, started to get back into a little bit. I've been dipping my toe here and there, uh, which is why I get crazy surprised when I see things like Jason Dominguez cards going for the money. <laughs> Mike just mentioned to yeah. me, the, the one sort of inefficiency might be to look at guys who you think are on their way to hall of fame careers. They're not there yet. But a guy like Nolan Arenado, right? Whole bunch of gold gloves, whole bunch of all-star appearances. His cards are, comparatively speaking, they're, they're a steal. Um, mm. And, you know, that guy could be in the Hall of Fame in 10 years. So uh, I think there's a chance in the middle, not the Pujols, Cabrera, uh, Verlander guys, and not the Dominguez, Bobby Witt guys, but there's that middle ground that seems to be forgotten. And so I've looked at some of those guys. I will say one thing that as I was going through my collection that I found, I had no idea they were worth anything, was stunned when I found out they were. Oh, and Jesse, I know you mentioned doing. it the uh-huh. other day. Garbage <laughs> pail kids. I've got like I a hundred of those things. And including Adam Bomb, which is like the big major one. Oh, that's I have no huge. idea. I have no idea what kind of like graded condition they're in. I'm gonna have somebody look at them and see those and my 1985 WWF cards. Seem to be oh. the gems of my collection. You're oh, sitting man. on a gold mine, Mark. You can yeah. retire. Hey, tell the, know, Yankee, right? tell the Yankees we have garbage pail stuff. They can they can bump <laughs> off till two o'clock. We're busy here. <laughs> yeah, WWF stuff, by the way. Crazy market. We got to get somebody on to talk about that too. That dub yeah. 82 set, the 85 set. That stuff's gone through the roof. Those OPG 85 with the pink backs, the Randy yep. Savage cards. They're like oh, uh, yeah. huge. They're gold. I got a few of them. So I was happy that's, to see that. That's so cool. So I do have to selfishly ask you one question. I, I would like to get your take on two guys because I think it's it's huge for the hobby what they do. Uh, upcoming Hall of Fame guys, A Rod and David Ortiz. In your opinion, do they, I think A Rod's eligible next year. Ortiz is at least a year after that, maybe two. I should know that, but I don't. Where, where do you stand on those two guys? Uh, I think that Ortiz will get into the Hall of Fame, and A Rod will not. Uh, really? Well, you know, look, A Rod. Had has admitted to having used PEDs. He sure. took a year suspension for a PED violation. Poppy was a lot of innuendo. There was the you know the 2003 blind test that I mean, the commissioner of baseball came out you know in the last couple of years and said Ortiz is not. Thing. He discredited the whole thing. Right. I think Ortiz. I don't know if Ortiz gets into the first ballot because there will be some voters that have suspicions and maybe don't vote him into the first ballot. But I think Ortiz gets in, and I know. Uh, you know, his, his cards are already pretty high. They're only going to get higher. Hey, Rod, I think unless Bonds and Clemens get in this coming year, um, I just don't see a Rod with, with admission of PED use. I just don't see him getting in. Didn't a Rod only win one title. 
Uh, he like, did. Look at Jesse you, dropping knowledge. Jesse, you want to know, first of you all, know where I just, learned that? <laughs> hey, hang on, real quick. But just be, so I like to put Jesse down whenever he has a shining moment. Yeah, it helps. Jesse, my wife, and his wife, when we were talking about Derek Jeter and A-Rod last week, all oh, were God, convinced that Derek Jeter was A-Rod. That was some sort of a nickname that made no connection and that he was married to J-Lo. So, don't tell Derek Jeter Yeah, don't tell DJ. Well, we're not going to talk to Derek, so I you, think we're safe. No. I would like to emphasize where I learned that fact. It Please. was from Mission 27, a oh. little-known book from not Mr. Mark Feinstein. You watch your mouth. A well-known book, you meant to say. Very well-known book. Well -known I, didn't, fact. I, thought the, I didn't know you were an author, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was my second book. That one was a collaboration with my coworker Brian Hoke. Uh, we went back 10 years after that 09 title and, and caught up with everybody from that team and looked back at that team. And it was it was a lot of fun. Both of us were beat writers on that team. Uh, so obviously we had a lot of connection with that, uh, you know, a lot of those guys. And it, it was fun a decade later to go back and sort of revisit it. And for a lot of those guys, including A-Rod, it was their only World Series. So right. Uh, that year holds a real special place in their heart for guys like A-Rod and CC Sabathia, another guy who I think uh, criminally underpriced his cards. Is he, he's got to be a Hall of Famer, right? He's going to be in the Hall sure of Fame, fire. and I think his okay. his market is is there for the taking as well. I would assume that his his stuff, once he gets into the Hall, would, would rock it up. Yeah, it has to. And pitchers have that weird. I mean, even if you're looking at like Kershaw, you know, I mean, again, he hasn't had the most postseason success, but Kershaw has been one of the best in the game for a decade now. When he retires, I got to think his numbers are top 10 in a lot of categories. First ballot guy. With that resume, I think even he is super undervalued. Scherzer's another guy. I mean, I think Scherzer has been more dominant than Kershaw, especially postseason, and has no market. Uh, Why I do you think that is? Why are pitchers so undervalued? Pitchers are just a cancer. Just Honestly, it started in 2010 with Steven Strasburg. There was such a crazy hype around that guy. He's going to come in. His First time we ever saw a Chrome prospect just go through the roof, and it just happened to be a pitcher, and then people just got destroyed with money. When there was already a super weak market, it's like Strasburg screwed everything up for everybody. So thanks a lot, Steven. Although he's turned around at, the end of his career. I look but, at a lot of these prospects. Like Casey Myers to me, is another guy who I right? think – should be a huge potential buy. And yet you look at him compared to Adele or Dominguez or Witt, and it seems like he's forgotten. I, I, as somebody who's not so deep in the hobby, I was curious why, why pitchers don't seem to get the same love. Yeah. So pitchers are like the MLB equivalent of NFL running backs. It's, they could be so good. So actually, Jesse, when you get a second 2018 Casey, last name M I Z E, pull up his Bowman Chrome auto. I'd be curious what they're selling for. So Casey went on that crazy stretch last year where he, was he perfect or had at least, he was a no hitter, whatever it was. He went on a stretch where his stuff jumped because he was killing it in the minors. And then he got, did he have Tommy John last year? Is that what took Casey out? Uh, I don't remember what it is. Something uh, took him out where he missed the whole well, the minor league season. season took him out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. His injury, I'm not the minor leagues. But when he got injured, that was it for him. And I just think guys have that fear now. Every pitcher, it's like, okay, they're going to blow something out. Right. But again, I mean, he's up in the bigs this year. I think he's going to have, I would imagine, throw some a couple games where his stuff will spike. Pitchers just have a tough time holding value. Do you find anything on him, Jay? Yeah, so it looks like 50 to $75 for a PSA for a 10. Oh, for a PSA 10. That's not an yeah. auto. Oh, an auto. I'm sorry. Um, okay, but autos just... So even just to put that in perspective, and like you were saying, Mark, Dominguez stuff, that same card is first prospect, just a Chrome PSA 10 is doing 300. Casey's doing 50 bucks. And we've seen Casey do it. It is a weird little stretch. Uh, let me ask you about one other New York guy I'm curious about this year. We've got a lot of questions about Alonzo. What are your thoughts on Pete this year? Because if he does what he did in, in 2019, 
we're talking 40 home runs plus. Yeah, you know, he's an interesting guy. I thought last year was going to be tricky for him with the shortened season and trying to follow up those giant expectations. And obviously it didn't work out. Look, he's still a beast. He's still a guy who can hit the ball 500 feet every time he swings a bat. And I think having a little more protection in that lineup could help him. You know, Lindor is there now. Conforto's coming into his own. Uh, the Mets are going to have a really good lineup. So that should help Alonzo. You just have to, you know, is the pressure for him to get back to that 50-plus home run level going to be weighing on him? Is he going to be overswinging and trying too hard? He's a really interesting guy to me because – uh, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere. He was a nice prospect. Everybody liked him, knew he had power, but he came out of nowhere to hit 53 home runs. Uh, the question is, will he be more 2019 or is what we saw from him last year, which was still a nice power season, but not a record setting one. Uh, will that, you know, will, will 30 home runs be more the norm for him going forward? Yeah, he's interesting too. So 2016 Bowman draft was his first prospect auto, first prospect card. And now Alonzo, of course, he's got 2019 Chrome, every, everything 2019 rookie for him. I will be curious. Uh, I think Jesse had just a couple mailbag questions. You have two or three more minutes. Can we run through a couple of these yeah, from, our, from our fans awesome. on the Facebook group? All right, cool. Um, all right. First question, Adam Dubberly asked, I feel like we all know the rookies and studs. Who does he, who does Mark think is a bounce back candidate? Alonzo, Freddie Freeman, so forth. <laughs> Freddie Freeman won the MVP last yeah, year. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm not sure that I I'm not sure that he's a bounce back, uh, Adam. <laughs> uh, you know, Alonzo again. I think he's a bounce back to some extent. The guy that I think is going to have a huge year this year, who I don't know if bounce back is exactly right, but could get to his you know levels from a couple of years back, is Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, the only nice. thing that has stayed in his way is is health. Every uh, and year, I think Man. if he stays healthy, and obviously it's a huge if. That guy is just a monster who, again, can hit the ball a billion feet and is a really good outfielder. He's really, I mean, he's a good all-around player. It's not like Stanton where you know he's got the power, but he's really not much of Nothing a, else. a threat in the field. Judge is a good right fielder. Um, I, I could see Judge having a, a, you know, sort of an MVP caliber season. And his teammate, Glaber Torres, who had a down year last year as well. Love Glaber. He's still 23 years old, I think, and, and two-time all-star. Uh, I think he's he's a true bounce-back guy, I think. So I'll nice. say this, the Aaron Judge thing, we, we've talked about him a little bit. I try to not talk about too many Yankees clowns, but Judge is one guy. So his first Bowman Chrome auto, that 20, Jesse will have to correct me, after 2013, I believe it was, a 9-5-10 two years ago when he was at his high was 1200 bucks. That card's doing like six fifty now. So if you're if that if you have any confidence in Judge, there's a huge room for potential now because 1200 bucks back then was a peak. We're in a whole new market now, so Judge could just go nuts. I like I like that pick. And Stan's a softball player. Yeah, I just won't touch. I won't mess with <laughs> I won't mess with Stan stuff. He's burned me too much. All right, what um, else you got, Jay? All right. So Frank Mello asks, um, MLB is MLB going to make any additional efforts to market their star players? What are your thoughts? I think they're trying. You know, the problem with with marketing baseball players compared to marketing basketball players. A basketball, one good basketball player can make an entire team, turn its entire fortunes around. Mike Trout, best player of his era, arguably right. the best player of all time, hasn't been in the playoffs in many years because they haven't had pitching. Uh, so it's tough to do that. I think the fact those three guys, I keep coming back to them, Acuna, Soto, and Satis, they want that. They want to be the face of the game. They embrace that. Trout's kind of a quiet guy. I mean, Tatis is as marketable a guy uh, he just announced today that he's getting into the NFT game as well. He's going to be oh, really? releasing some limited edition NFTs. 
uh, you know, so, you know, That's before cool. there's, before there's an MLB top shot, so to speak, Tatis is getting in on his own. Um, so I think, uh, you know, guy like Tatis MLB knows that he wants to be marketed and I'll put them in every commercial they can, because, uh, you know, for a face of the game, what more would you possibly want than that guy? Yeah. He seems you're, like the one guy they're actually making an effort to do that with, which is kind of I, I, good to see. That's been the one issue the I've had. Second MLB guy <laughs> who said Tatis is going to face. be the new face. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Peralta's the same thing. I right, give us um, one or two more, Jay. And then we'll all right. Mark. So sleeper rookies, Andrew Lee wants to know, we all know about Bo Medell, Vaughn, Randy, uh, how about any other guys? Sleeper rookies. That's just so tough because you don't know what the playing time situation is going to look like. Uh, I, like I said, I look at sort of guys who maybe were rookies last year in the 60 game season who are still considered rookies this year because they didn't hit that rookie mark uh, of innings or at bats. Um, you know, I think so Sanchez is going to have a huge year. I think he could potentially be a Cy Young candidate for the Marlins. And I don't, I don't sense that he gets that same love as some of those other guys. Six, two, six, six, two, six, Sanchez. Okay. S I X T O. Uh, I mentioned Justin Dunn from the Mariners before. Um, I think, you know, Kellenic is going to get all of the press there. Rodriguez is going to get a lot of the press there, uh, but the Mariners aren't going to do anything if they can't pitch. So he's as big uh, of, of a guy there. And Justin Sheffield, who is not a rookie anymore, but you know, he's been traded a couple of times. He was traded to the Yankees in the Andrew, in the Andrew Miller trade. Uh, and then he was traded uh, from the Yankees to the Mariners in the James Paxton trade. Again, big guy, lefty, throws 97. He's got all the tools. Will he finally put it together? Uh, if he does, him, Dunn, Kellenic, Rodriguez, the Mariners have some really good young pieces and could really become a team that's a lot of fun to watch going forward here. Hey, let me ask you one other guy we get a lot of questions about, too. Just want your take, because everybody else I've talked to is super high. Wanda Franco, he's going to start. <laughs> sorry, what are your thoughts on I mean, he is, aside from Dominguez and now Bobby Witt going through the roof, Wanda is right there with prospects. Guys are just crazy high on, or rookies, not even prospects. What are your thoughts on him this upcoming season? Well, every scout that I've talked to thinks he's as close to a lock of a short thing of a, a big-time big league player as there is. He's going to be in the big leagues before those other guys. So you're going to right. see him come up. He's, you know, right now, if I have to say who's the front runner for rookie of the year in the American League, it's either Vaughn or Franco. I'd probably give Vaughn the edge only because I think the White Sox plan is to start him uh, in the in the big leagues opening day. They're not worrying about the service time manipulation situation. Andrew Vaughn, right? Andrew, Andrew Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn. White Sox. yep. Pink Slugger. Um you know, Franco, the Rays, small market team, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're let him polish himself up in AAA, bring him up uh, sometime in May uh, where they coincidentally will get him for another year. But he's, uh, you know, I don't ever like to say guys are locks because I've seen too many guys who we thought were locks end up being busted at the big league level. But I would be very surprised if Wander Franco wasn't anything short of a superstar in this league. And which would be cool. And what's crazy about Franco, 2019 Bowman, Came out two years ago in April. So him, uh, J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez had his first auto there. That class is Marco Luciano, the kid for the Giants, Ronnie Mauricio for the Mets. That 2019, 2019 Bowman product was just stupid loaded. So uh, anyways, hey, I know you got to jump off, Mark. We really appreciate the time. We're super excited to have some, you know, we come up here and throw some made-up facts. <laughs> nice to have somebody on here with some actual facts. Uh, and you didn't Garbage wear Yankees. Garbage kids are real facts, buddy. That's true. <laughs> Jesse was hey, I agree. I agree. I'm all about the garbage bill kids. I, uh, I'll let you guys know if I find anybody to buy them all from me. So just so we're clear too, Mark, where does everybody find you now? Twitter, MLB, anything you want to, you want to toss out there? Yep. Twitter, uh, at fine sand, uh, Instagram at fine sand. I'm not quite as active on Instagram as I used to be, but, 
uh, Twitter, I'm all over the place. And, uh, uh, you know, my books, MLB.com, all my writing is there. Occasionally on MLB Network, uh, random shows there. So uh, if you look for me hard enough, you'll find me. <laughs> Very cool. Well, hey, we do appreciate the time, Mark. Have a good day, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Cool. All right, guys. So that was Mark Feinsand from MLB Network and everywhere else. I mean, Mark is all over the place. Like I said, that was the one guy when he actually responded to the tweet. Uh, I was a little bit shocked, so that was pretty cool <laughs> to see. So anyways, a couple of new products coming out tomorrow like we talked about. A couple straight cash homies for you. Uh, Jesse, next show. I know we get some stuff coming up. Uh, yeah. So Monday, Tuesday show. So Tuesday show, we're going to be doing uh, another 101, but this time we know we got a good response from the baseball. We're going to do basketball. We're also going to do a football the following week after that. And we also have potential guests coming on. I don't, I never remember this guy's name. What was it? Oh, Richard. Yeah. Richard Simmons oh, may come Richard. on. The boss. Yeah, Richard Simmons. Yep. Bruce, the boss, Bill, Richard Simmons, <laughs> Russell might come on. Russell. He said maybe. So we'll see. I'll reach out to him. I'll bug him with my text after I get some critiques about the show. Nice. <laughs> we'll check. Please, but no, please don't let him critique that moment right there. You but had a COVID shot today. You're off the hook. You're exempt yes. today. So, anyways, guys, appreciate you. Yeah, there you go. Appreciate everybody <laughs> tuning in. Again, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by. I don't know if it's powered. I don't know why people say that, but I guess it's powered Spotify by Spotify. Provide, they pay the electricity bill. And they pay our bills, apparently. <laughs> so, well, allegedly. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see when the check hits in the mail. But I know, listen to the podcast, Sports Cards Nonsense, anywhere you get your podcast. Check out the website, sportscardsnonsense.com. Has card services for grading, for consignment, breaking, all that stuff. All the questions you blow up the inbox with, a ton of them are answered on there. So check out the website uh, and the Facebook group as well. Uh, Yeah, I think that's it. Anything else from you? I want to go home. You are home. All right, catch you Monday. I want to leave. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.